Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello, welcome back to After Reality. It's your host, Courtney Robertson here. What's cooking, good lookins? I hope everybody is doing well on this fine Wednesday. I have a really powerful guest for you today. I am so excited to share with you one of my favorite podcast hosts. She's a dating expert. Have you ever heard of mantraage dating? Well, we are going to go in depth about that. I highly recommend it to a friend. It may not be for everybody, but I did that before I met my husband accidentally. I share some funny dating stories before I met my husband. We talk about fetishes. We talk about um, verbiage if you're texting. This episode is for all the smart singles out there, all the single ladies and single fellas out there. I think that everybody can get something out of this. Hello, welcome back to After Reality. Today's guest is helping people all over the world create incredible love lives. She's the podcast host of Single Smart Female. It's your romantic fairy godmother, Jen Burton. Hello. Hey. hey, Courtney, how are you? So happy to be here with you. Oh, I am so happy to have you, Jen. I, as soon as I started my podcast, I reached out to you and I just couldn't wait. Your podcast has been one of my favorites for years. I send it to all my uh, single smart female friends, but you know what? I found your podcast after I met my husband and I realized that I had secretly been mantraage dating and I didn't even know it. Very, very smart choice, even though you didn't realize it, so, <laughs> yeah. which it was probably very helpful in creating that relationship that you now have. It it did. It, I think it really was all the difference for me. I had been um, almost losing hope on finding the right one. And here's the thing. I had dated people. I dated a lot of people that were great guys, but either they were commitment phobes and like I would be with somebody for like two years and it just was never were you getting... dating out of curiosity were you dating just one person when the, you were dating that that person and they were commitment phobes yes okay. yes exactly and I would love to touch on that for anybody who might be in that situation um 
I later found out I didn't know what a narcissist was at the time. And then I read this book, uh, The Wizard of Oz and Other Narcissists, and it really helped me move on from that relationship. But he was a commitment phobe. And even towards the end of our relationship, I was like, you're never going to marry me. And he's like, yeah, I, I'm sorry. I can't. I'm an, a commitment phobic. So, but it took two years, two years. Can, can you believe? It's one of the the biggest, um, gosh, clusters that women, um, single women get into is dating these men that they think is some, you know, they feel something really special below the belt with them and they feel this connection with them. And so they go the long haul f- for them um, without really opening up their opportunities to their romantic opportunities and mantraj dating so that they get what they want. Cause I'm going to tell you right now, the biggest, the fastest cure for a narcissist is mantraj dating. Wow. Which I did kind of start to do at the end. And then he was all hands on deck. But by that mm-hmm. point, my, I had lost your all feelings respect. had already changed. Cause you'd already, yeah. you know, you'd already been through it. Exactly. Through the, you know, the muck and the mud and what your feelings change and you don't want to do it anymore. It's exhausting. And, you know, I don't know if you've ever touched on this at all. I'm sure you have. But, like, once you lose respect for somebody, for me especially, um, it's really hard to unring that bell. Uh, That happened to me on my season of The Bachelor. Once I lost respect for the guy I was engaged to, I I couldn't turn that car around. Um, And the same goes, I will say, for being intimate with people. I got to the point later in life where I, in my 20s, I learned my lesson the hard way, jumping in the sack way too soon. I, I learned that lesson, too. And don't get me wrong, it was fun, I'm sure. But Some of I, it, not all of it, though. No. Some of it was just like the thrill. In that my you book, thought I wrote was. a horror story about one guy who it just it just was a size issue. It was like the baby carrot <laughs> thing. And I was like, oh, my gosh. How do I get this guy out of my I house? I had a micro penis as well on a one-night stand. Yep, I know. I remember yeah. those days. What do you do when you see that? I just remember being like, oh, my God, abort, abort. I don't want to do, go through with this. <laughs> I, um, for me, and I would never do this again, but um, I don't drink anymore. But at the time, I had enough alcohol in my system yeah. to go through with it. Now, what I actually courage. felt, <laughs> yeah, what I actually felt was a complete different story. Um, but I do also, I, I do want to, because I, I do feel bad for men that they are in this, this predicament of having micro penises. Now, this guy that I was with was just not a good guy. And so I don't really care too much about saying anything derogatory about him. But there are a lot of men that are not that. And and to be honest, I have learned as I've gotten older um, that there's so much other things that you can do in a bedroom that it's not always the most consequential piece of the the sexual puzzle. Well, that is true. And they say it's not the size or whatever. It's the motion in the ocean. (laughs) It's how they, it's how they, the effort and how they make you feel too, you know, the effort that they put into it. Cause there, there's something when you really fall in love with um, yourself, there's something so really incredible about watching a man who would do anything to get you off anything. Oh Oh, gosh. Yeah. That's, ain't that the truth? And man, I had some weird fetishes along the way, you name it. I could write another book. Uh, Oh, I'm curious. What was, what's the weirdest? What um, was your weirdest? SPH. I don't know if you know what that means. No. <laughs> don't S-P-H. Google it. I'm small, not going to I'm writing it down just because that's what I do. <laughs> small something humiliation. Oh, that's yeah. fascinating. That was the weirdest, the weirdest one. And it took a while for that to come out. Like they definitely didn't lead with that. Um, 
But yeah, that was bizarre. Just basically um, almost like Fifty Shades of Grey also, but wanting it to be the other way around, like wanting uh-huh. to be sub- subservient uh, uh, or subservient submiss- or submissive. submissive. Sorry. Sub- yes. yes. Yeah. So, yep. uh, so out sense? of curiosity, how fast did you jump into bed with him? Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I would say on the third date. Okay. On the third date. And this was the two-year relationship. Okay. And uh, yeah, and then it got to the point where he got sober, which he needed to. And I think that the sex addiction started coming after that more so. There's like a whole, I mean, I could write a book just solely on this one person. And um, he really just didn't treat me well. I must have broken up with him eight times throughout the course of our relationship. Um, Do you ever come across that with people who just, for whatever reason, I just kept going back and going back and I lost myself. my first husband. Yeah. Yeah, I've lived this experience. And you just can't. I My friends and family didn't even recognize me. I didn't even recognize myself. I was like, I just lost myself in in this And this is the one, is this the one where you finally just became exhausted? And okay, man crush dating. You know, I was like, things parallel because that's exactly what happened with me and my ex-husband. Do you just Um, just get over it? And you're like, I'm not going to put all my eggs in this one vast, crazy basket and until I was like, I'm not going to move in with somebody too soon. I made that mistake before. And, At least you knew that part. Oh, yeah. So I was like, I'm it would not be gonna... even more of a nightmare. Yeah. I highly recommend that to younger women too. Like don't move in right away. It's fun to play house, but keep your own space. That's my advice at least. Cause I made that mistake. And then they, I realized after the fact, like they had commitment issues or it wasn't going to ever make it to the next step. I actually, and I recommend to a lot of women, um, to not not move in until engagement mm-hmm. um, because it's great romantic leverage is one of the th- reasons but two it really gives you the opportunity to see how somebody's going to treat you over time versus a lot of times we just go ahead because for financial reasons we think mm-hmm. it's better or this there's a lot of a lot of different reasons and and I tell especially my clients that I work with me I'm, I, I ask them I just put them kind of up against the uh, metaphoric wall and ask them do you really want to live with somebody that you're not engaged to and that you don't know for sure it's heading in a certain direction. And nine times out of 10, they really don't want that that scenario. And so it is perfectly okay to wait. And I actually think it, it improves outcomes. There will be a lot of people that disagree with me, but I have seen it multiple times when you have much better outcomes when um, of being able to live with somebody when you're not rushing in to try to see, just like I don't recommend rushing to your first date mm-hmm. in order to assess chemistry. Take your time. Take your time and get to know somebody on another level first and then have something to build off of once you get to that point because it's a, it's a, an incredible milestone, something that we should cherish more. And, and once you move in together, especially if you're going to marry somebody, you're with them for the rest of your life, let's hope. And I think yeah. you said some, you said the leverage, which I think is going back to mantrage dating. I think it kind of gives, not the upper hand, but like. It does give know. you the it upper keeps, hand. It does. It does. And it, it does. It's not, I don't like to use toes. the word. Yeah, it, it is. It's how um, a lot. And, and I really emphasize not focusing on male mindset and everything, but it does give you a different um, advantage because most women, and I'm not asking women to pretend like they don't want something, 
Okay. But most women are pressing so hard for the, okay, are we going to commit? When is this going to happen? Of course, they have no other options. They've put all their eggs in his basket and it's just, um, it really can, it, it really screws up the energy and the dynamic between the two of you of the pursuing energy where he gets to pursue you on some level. And um, in this day and age of women who, you know, we're, we're smart, we're ambitious, we've got so many pieces to our lives. This is a part that actually takes a lot of pressure off of us. But because we're smart, ambitious, and we should be able to do it whatever way we want to, we won't concede to this part that actually feels better when you know, it's him pursuing us versus us doing the pursuing. I think that that's, that's so well said. And I think it's also not assuming that it is going to get to the next level, because I don't know if you give advice as far as like asking the hard questions once you are committed after you've done the mantra dating. And for me, I got to the point where I was like, do you want marriage? Is that something that's in where mm -hmm. in my earlier relationships? I don't think I really pressed on those big questions. I just kind of painted a picture in my mind uh, that they did. Of course, they're, they seems like they're showing me that that through their actions, but in reality, they had no intentions of committing or getting married or wanting the same things as me. So, um, does that something you come across quite often? Oh. Absolutely. And so we all, and as smart, ambitious women, we all want to know everything ahead of time, but we have to learn to live in the moment as well and allow things to unravel and allow things to happen um, so that we can learn to experience life instead of just try to execute life. Right. Um, and it, and again, I'm going to say it takes so much pressure off of us when we actually learn how to surrender to that. Mm -hmm. And makes dating so much more fun. But all of us, more, I'm going to say most of us have done a version of what you're talking about. And um, it's exhausting. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's, I always it's say put the, paint, put the paintbrush down, you know, don't paint a picture. Um, and I think so going back to mantrash dating, like I said, so before I met my husband, I just was like, wow, I'm going to give some guys a shot that have been waiting in the wings that I haven't gone out with. I dated some really great guys, um, and but I wasn't dating just one person. So like I said, I was accidentally mantraj dating, and and I have been with some people that are very possessive in the past as well, and I just realized, like, I don't need to tell everybody everything. I, one of the best advice I ever got was, people only know what you tell them, and and I think with that mystery being said, like, oh, can you go out on Thursday night, for example? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I have plans. Like, that's it. Just as simple as that. You know, and if a guy wants to say like, oh, are you going on a date? Or, you know, they really want to pry or press on that. And it's like, oh, you know, you just kind of, for me, I would just kind of deflect. And mm -hmm. but so I could date other people. But it, I felt like once I started doing that, my confidence was up and I wasn't jumping in the sack with people right away at all, at all. It's game changing when you have oh, options. It's game changing. Right. It is. Your confidence goes up. And then I've just noticed that all the guys seemed way more interested. I don't know if that's part of it or what. It's, I just It's their radar. Men have this radar that nobody really talks about that when you're having fun with another man, they start thinking about you. And it happens all the time, which is why when you start mantraage dating, you're like genuinely having fun with another man. It's not uncommon to that other guy to text you. It happens all the, time. all the time, all the time. And when I met my husband, a little backstory, I didn't sleep, sleep with him right away at all. And mm -hmm. 
um, I, of course, I wanted to. I was very attracted to him. I want to say I waited a couple of weeks. And, and I know your listeners all know this, but your your husband is extraordinarily handsome. It, it, and so you. I don't blame you. He is. He's edible. I just, ugh, I look at him sometimes and I'm just like, oh. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, he's edible. He is. Like, he's like mowing the lawn sometimes, just out there sweating. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm like, there there he is. That's my the guy. Only thing, the only thing that could make that scenario hotter is if you put a military outfit on him. A military oh. uniform. Oh, my God. <laughs> By the way, when I was mantraj dating, I had a guy show up in a military uniform and mow my lawn. And I thought, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, God, <laughs> so wow. much. This was, it, it was it was a fantasy I had. And and by the way, that's why mantraj dating is so magical because all these things will start happening and you're not right. doing anything to orchestrate it. Oh, they, they, ain't that the truth? I went out with the guy and man, he, this is a funny story. I don't think I've ever told it. He was very successful, uh, very eligible bachelor. I just don't know what it was. There was just something about him. He's so good on paper. And I was like, why couldn't I just be more into him? And um, he took me to a casino and he gave me $300, uh, $300 bills. And he's like, just go have fun. And he made me do it right in front of him. And just put them in the slots. I lost it within five minutes. And that doesn't do it for me. It doesn't impress me. I, mm-hmm. I'm not a car person. He The first time he picked me up on a date, it was um, – I got in his car and I was like, oh, how are you liking your new Tesla? And he's like, it's a Maserati, Courtney. <laughs> That's so funny. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to laugh that loud. That's no, hilarious. it's, I don't know the that logo. something I would have totally done, Courtney. I'm like, how do you like your new Tesla? <laughs> Oh my gosh. I just didn't give a shit. I don't give a shit about those things. Um, But yeah. Yeah, So so he was obviously, he was trying to impress you through what he considered were the standard routes of impressing women. And you desired a different kind of connection. Very over the top. I went over one night and he had gotten a personal masseuse. He did that multiple times. And Uh, I might've been on board with that. I'm not going to lie. I was like, (laughs) okay, this is a nice surprise. I didn't even know there was a service that does that. They come to your house, they set up and they just, mm-hmm. they'll, they play like this music and they give you a massage. <laughs> I would have um, taken, I would have continued dating him for that. I know. <laughs> for a while, at least I until like, I found my forever I guy. Be, like more into him. But, um, and that was like leading up to, I was still dating other people and he actually had a really big problem with it. And yeah, you know, it's because he, he is an alpha guy. And and so, but here, can I tell your listeners how to handle somebody like that? Is that okay? Please. Oh, absolutely. That's what we're here for. We need you, Jen. <laughs> right. Um. With that said, so basically guys like that, and it, it might take some, I, I wouldn't necessarily kick them out of my mantras right away. They might not end up being your forever guy, but I would play with them. And that's what, what I call, consider adored women, women who learn how to mantras date properly, learn to do. So they'll, learn how to inspire him. So say, you know, um, you said nice Tesla and he's like, it's a Maserati. And, 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 and you would just turn around and look at him and said, good thing. Uh, good thing. Things like this don't impress me and just playing with them and wink. <laughs> and then, and then start asking him, you know, what'd be really hot if you would do this, if we could do this together and then ask him for the things that you think would give you him the opportunity to actually connect with you and see how he connects with you on that, that level. So let's say what's been one of your favorite dates ever. Oh gosh. Favorite dates ever. Um, I think once I met my husband, he spoke my love language. We went to live uh, shows, music, that something like that, like an experience. Um, that was, I mean, obviously I'm going to be partial to my husband's dates, that kind of stuff, but let's just use this for, you know, for, um, 
as an example for the your listeners. So let's say that she loves going to outdoor events, um, concerts, things like that. And you say, and you say, you know, it would be amazing if we could go to an outdoor concert together. If we, if you could set something up where, and just ask him, basically ask him for these things. If he's really trying, but he's missing the mark on how to impress you without criticizing him. Um, you can play with him a little bit, but without criticizing, ask him and see what happens. Because a lot of times what we do is these men have this energy and they're really working because men fall in love by doing for you. But we don't give any give them any direction. We just expect them to know what they need to know about us. And the truth is, is that like what you and I, Courtney, are going to have some similarities, but there's a lot of things that are very different about us. And we're not going to be impressed by the same things. You know, the personal masseuse thing would have blown me away. I've been like, yeah, I'm totally on board with this, but not for you. And that's perfectly fine. And so men get in this, they're trying to impress you, but they don't know. They know every woman is different. They don't, they're trying to hit some major um, impressing points and they're missing the mark because we won't do something as simple as ask. And and so, and, and teach this guy, you know, a different version and see, and, and it may not end up working out, but you can have a hell of a lot of fun on the way. And he can learn too how to connect with women better and maybe start asking her about the things that she likes versus just, you know, doing, because men are taught to, to do these big grand gestures and um, when they really like somebody and, and they think that, that, that it's kind of standardized and it's it's going to impress across the board but secretly they also know that it could be a big hit and a miss unless unless somebody asks him oh well you know i love that you always talk about like men are not mind readers and i'm i'm not a mind reader i don't i, I don't wish i had a crystal ball i'm like shit are interest <laughs> rates gonna go down what's gonna who's gonna win the world series the i was asking you that i was gonna ask you that courtney because <laughs> that is the question everybody oh. wants to know they were just talking about a good morning america it sounds like it's not going in a way anytime soon are they still gonna have another increase it Before sounds the like the they year? might put a freeze on it. It's not, they just reported that today that they might put a freeze on interest rates. I'm, I'm, I hope they put at least a freeze because anyway, anywho, let's get back Anywho, to but like you said, the men are not mind readers. And I do like to think that they like a woman who takes charge, obviously. I mean, depends on the situation. Yes, but yes. And who asks for what she wants. It's not necessarily that he wants her to do everything, but he would like some direction on you know, what he is doing without being told you need to do this, this, and this, and this, you know, you're not his mother and nobody, well, I don't want to say nobody, but <laughs> any men of quality don't want you to treat him. Don't want to be treated like you're their, his, their mother. Well, ain't that the truth? Who wants that? Nobody. I don't want someone to treat well, me like there that. are, there are men, but it's right. not anybody you want. That's you not want. my I don't bag, want to baby. Be, not my no. cup of tea. So, so yeah, that's what you would do in, in that situation if you come across that guy, because I wouldn't kick him out of my mantraage because he, he could end up being somebody who takes that energy but learns to invest it in you the way that you want to be treated and could be magnificent. Now, your situation worked out perfectly, and that's fantastic, but I want other women to know that they have that, that option. That is really, really good advice. And I love to tease guys a little bit. <laughs> I do mm-hmm. like that. Like you said, like the wink. And I just, I tell that story to people. I thought it was so funny. And it's a and great then, story. And then I dated, you know, like so I said, so I kept my options open. I didn't really have any issues. And then I met my husband and 
he we like I said we dated for a couple weeks before we were intimate and we I just wanted to see him all the time you know I did and that was the the tell for me whereas like I would like kind of dread going out with some of these guys I don't know if you have any tips for that like you said keep dating them keep them in your mantra dating and you know there's like the common thing like get at least go on three dates right but Mm -hmm. like my sister would always tell me that I'm like I just I just know um but at the same time like she's married now for 10 years plus and she didn't want to go out with a guy for like six months and she finally did and it was her guy I think that there's a lot to be said about going out with somebody like I said that maybe has just been waiting in the wings or you haven't given a proper chance to well what we we do not acknowledge as women we think we know exactly what we want but because of who you know, who we are and the indecisiveness in our life and um, all the different decision-making that we have to do. The truth is, is that we're missing a lot of feeling and connection, which is the purpose of mantrage dating is giving you the opportunity to explore your romantic options. And I cannot tell you, even in my case, I can't tell you how many times, how many women um, that I've worked with where they're, they're forever guys, not that the guy that they immediately wanted to go out with. And, and, and the guy ended up being so amazing, so incredible. And I mean, even to the point, like I tell women, chemistry is extremely malleable, extremely malleable. We don't acknowledge that. We think we know exactly what we want um, chemistry wise, but chemistry is how you feel with somebody over time. And if you've never really spent time with anybody, then you don't know that connection that you can, you feel. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If. Only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You also have to make sure that you're asking for, you know, the kind of dates you want to do and giving them the opportunity to win with you. If they don't have that opportunity, of course, the chemistry is never going to be there. Of course, they're never going to make you feel anything magnificent and wonderful. But um, it is so imperative that we as women have to start acknowledging the fact that there's a lot of things we don't know about ourselves romantically. And that's what I did when I started my mantourage dating experience is I decided that maybe I didn't know shit about shit. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and and it was okay 
and and that I maybe, you know, thought I had some ideas, but maybe it was time to try on different guys and give them an opportunity to win with me and see how it went. And it that's how I met my husband. Mm. Um, and it was it was just magical. I learned things about myself and who I am romantically because we evolve as women romantically, even in the context of a relationship, you know, something that you loved at the beginning of your relationship. You may love even more as you progress, or you might decide there's something else that you love even more that you can incorporate. But we never, we we think that our desires and our wants are static and they're not, they're not even a little bit. So when you met your husband, uh, you were mantraj dating, which I do want to touch on, like kind of for the listeners who haven't been listening to every podcast of yours religiously, like kind of not like a definition of it, but How dare they not do that? I know, but I wanted to ask you because you were doing that when you met your husband. Was he your physical type or did you, like you said, you build the chemistry. Um, it you sounds like you built that over time. So I was in a phase of dating men um, or that I felt like I was chemistry wise, physically, I think I was more attracted at the time, which my, my, chem, what I was attracted to has changed over my lifetime. And that's one of the things that I had to acknowledge. And he was actually, he, I mean, he, he was your classic handsome guy. And I didn't think he was handsome when I first met him. Now I think he's incredibly handsome, but, and I, I made the mistake of telling his mom that because I thought she'd be impressed with how I fell in love with his character at the beginning. She was mad at me for years for saying that. <laughs> so mad at me but no um i i've become wildly attracted to him plus he is he is very handsome but i didn't think that when i first right met off him. the bat yeah he's six foot two he's got a great build he's yeah he's he's very handsome and classically handsome but yet i didn't notice that because i was so caught in my own ideas which is why i forced myself to open my mind towards what the romantic possibilities were instead of thinking that i knew everything about everything which is what smart, ambitious women do all the time, especially yeah. in, in reference to men. Oh, and all the crap that they say about men, all, you know, that, and that's what mantraage dating will rock your world. What you think you know about men and what men want and what men need and what men this and what men, it, it's going to blow you away. Oh. They really know nothing. Every bit. And it was so, I will say it was so fun. And because I did that, when I met my husband, I felt like I had exhausted options. Does that make sense? That, like, I had fun dating. Yeah. I, I had a blast dating. It didn't suck going to the casino or getting massages or driving around <laughs> in the Maserati. <laughs> can, I, can, can I have his number? Yeah. <laughs> um, but when I, I was touching on the physical part because my husband um, is tatted up. And I was never mm. into tattoos physically, not at all. At I all. love sleeves. Does he have sleeves? Oh, he's got a sleeve. I mean, but like for me, that was kind of like a no-no. Like I was like, I'm a, you know, daddy's girl. My dad hates tattoos. Like I was never going to be with somebody with tattoos. I had dated people with like a little one here or there. But, but nothing so profound. But he's got profound, like he's got a lion on his side, his whole back is tattooed. So that at first I was like, I don't know. I, it, it, I'm like, I'm just going to go out with him. This isn't like, you know, normally what mm -hmm. I go for. And let me tell you, I, to me, it's like the sexiest thing now, like the lines mm -hmm. and how the lines move when you're intimate and mm -hmm. all that. So I didn't even know that was a thing. But when we finally did, when we were intimate, I was like, blown away because I'd never been with somebody with tattoos but that experience alone really was like wow why have I been so anti-tattoo 
I had a client um, recently. I, I adore this woman. She's actually from around the world. And um, she came to me. And so we at, we started her mantraage dating experience. And she was dating different men and very handsome men and things like that. And there was this one guy in the background who had been there for, for years. And she was like he he was just absolutely amazing to her but she wasn't giving him a real opportunity mm. and i mean he was absolutely amazing to her i mean you like i'm sitting there going oh, gosh how am i gonna get her to get this how am i gonna get her to get this because he was incredible uh, and uh, really um supportive of her career and her um because i mean she it she sounds like not, the whole package. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, but you weren't. I'm. I. I can't even like go into all the details. This this guy impressed me, and I was like, and I was like, seriously, this man's amazing. What am I gonna do? I've got to get her to understand it. And it took and it took a while, but finally she started to get. And then she finally, I had never asked for one, but she finally showed me a picture of him. He, he could have been a, a model easily, easily, wow. and. It, it it took, you know, she finally became extraordinarily, like, insanely attracted to him. But ladies, chemistry is malleable. And we right. see what we want to see because we have a lot of, uh, we have tunnel vision on certain guys that make us feel like crap because we like the rush of it. And we want, we're, you know, try to make him want us. And, and then we don't pay attention to other guys. And then they become less attracted to us because they try too hard. And, oh, God, that kills me, especially to hear young women say that. I don't like him because he tries too hard. Oh, you, you, yeah, you're, you're gutting me right now. Yeah. And all you have to do, learn how to do is what I call um, managing male attention. And you can end up turning yourself on in a way that you have this man that's going to be there with you. He's he's your ride or die. Oh. He's going to make you feel incredible for the rest of your life. He's going to be there. But yeah, you're going to have ups and downs. Every relationship does. But we as smart, ambitious, successful women have to start paying attention to the men that actually matter mm. instead of the jackasses who really don't want to. But by the way, when you're mantraage dating, jackasses start to... <laughs> really up their game too because they recognize you yeah. as not needing them and I dealt with one of those and I really liked him I liked him so much but I was like this goes against what I'm doing now and oh, it just it's so true I have experienced that full on so how would you explain mantraage dating to somebody who's single right now and dating? Maybe they're dating one person. Maybe it's past the point of being able to start mantraage dating. How would you explain it to somebody in just kind of layman's terms for somebody so, who's interested in and in, in maybe exploring this way of dating? So the most simplistic form of um, the most simplistic definition I can give is dating more than one man at a time until you find your forever man or indefinitely if you so choose. Now, mantraage dating itself is actually a lot more than that, but that's that's the idea to grasp at the beginning. Like mantraage dating and I, what I tell women is actually a lifestyle um, that you incorporate. So it's not something that you're necessarily actively doing when I work with clients at first there's some front loading of course but then it just becomes part of your life until you find the relationship that you really want but it facilitates the finding of that relationship plus it gives you the absolute best relationship training that's out there because you learn about yourself you learn about your worth and then you learn how to connect to a man in reference to uh in reference to who you are 
as a woman. And um, you learn about boundaries, but you also learn about, you know, uh, compromise. And there's just so many really, really incredible pieces to it that we as women are not getting. And so we, a lot of times will fall very flat. We might get that at really exciting relationship, but then it doesn't go anywhere. There's, there's, there's no growth in it because of the fact that I have women ask me all the time about the relationship. I'm like, I don't, I don't do relationship coaching unless you have mantourage dated with me. And I know that you've actually been through this process because I don't have any wow. reference point to tweak. Right. I do not, I have no, ref, and, and, you know, some women, they, they think that they're just beyond that. And they're just praying and hoping that their relationship will change. Well, I'm going to recommend to you, if you feel like you're in a dead end relationship, but you really still care about this man, instead of waiting around for him, just tell him basically, you know, I love you and I care about you. But since um, we don't know where this relationship is going, I want to go ahead and go back to the dating phase. Oh, have you had clients that say that and and the, the guy's like, okay, and they just jump in or well, see, women are going to take that. They're going to hear that. And they're like, that's what I'm going to tell them. But they don't really mean it. Don't say anything you don't right. truly mean. Okay. You have to be willing to execute. Uh-huh. Are there men that will jump right away? I don't like giving ultimatums. No, I don't want to be in a either. relationship with somebody that I've had to place an ultimatum on. Some women have no problem with doing it, but it is the lowest rent option out there. And long-term, you always feel like you're not really worth the chosen it. one, right? Uh-huh. Like I agree. That is such good advice, Jen. It it truly is because I would be in relation like that one guy. I wish I would have had the courage to be like, okay, I'm gonna start dating other people. Um, this is you don't have to not- even say that way. I just you just say I want right. to go back to the dating phase because what you're not yeah. trying to do is press it in their face that you're actively they they might ask you, are you planning on dating other people? As and then you you can say, um, well, yes, uh, and and just leave and change the subject and move on. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's it. It's not my favorite thing to tell tell women to do, but there really is no point in staying in these relationships that you are miserable if you're not, you know, it's a little different once you've actually committed to marriage and things like that. That's a completely different scenario. And I'm not telling people to rush to divorce or anything else like that. Um, But these uh, long-term quote-unquote exclusive relationships where they don't feel like it's it's ever going to go anywhere and that the guy is not taking seriously the fact that they would like to be engaged and to be married. Now, not everybody has to be engaged and be married. I think it's your choice as a woman, but if it's something that's important to you, don't stay in a relationship with somebody for five years that that's not something that's important to them too. Brilliant. That's just brilliant, Jen. And, and in mantrage dating, uh, if it you kind of so you date multiple people, but you don't become exclusive, right? right. Like basically, like let's say if I'm your mantrage dating, and it's early on, and a guy comes to you, and they're like, "Okay, I'm ready to be exclusive. Like I don't want you seeing other people, unless that's what you want." I mean, I, I encourage not to do it within the first few weeks because there's not you don't have enough information yet on what kind mm-hmm. of partner this is going to be, and you don't know if this is just jealousy talking. Right. You don't know if he is potentially a dangerous partner because you haven't had time. Like the guy being able guys will feel the energy that I was telling you about. They they have a radar for you having um fun with other men. 
on the same page, there are men who rush into relationships because they feel that no matter what, and they're very controlling. And you have, if you go really quickly into a relationship, um, you have no gauge on whether or not this is a potentially dangerous man. And, and I think you were talking about, you've had some possessive men and stuff and and things like that. And I've even had clients who were told, told me, well, culturally, I like possessive men. And a little bit of jealousy is okay. A little bit. I do bit. like. I do like a little, little bit of jealousy. Bit. A okay. little. A skosh is. Yes, enough. it's a skosh, <laughs> and, and I think it's perfectly normal. All right, there is something really powerful to be g- gauged by seeing if this man. First, all you have to say is, you know, I'm I'm really flattered that you want to be in a relationship, but I'm not ready yet. That's that's all you have to right. say. If he flips out about it in that point at that point in time um, and tells you, you know, well, then I don't want to date you, you and your response to him is, OK, well, I understand and just leave it, leave it at that. If he's a man worth anything, he'll come back around. OK, if he's not and he's got he's got serious issues, um, then, you know, he'll keep pressing you on it and you just cut him off. Right. I know that sounds really, really harsh to some women, mm-hmm. but. No, I, I I care more about I want you not only to have an incredible relationship, I want us to stop going in into relationships with insane men. I completely support this message and I love that response. I mean, even just these my life coach helped me with a lot of these just simple. I'd be like, I don't know how to end this or I don't know and would help me craft these things. I'm like, why didn't I think to say it like that? And that's why. And I we think- don't, we're not really taught that we're not. And that's, no. I have to be honest, sweet spot communication is what I spend managing male attention. Sweet spot me communication is what I spend in a significant amount of time. When I first started this years ago in 2010, uh, my clients at the time were in person and they would literally be over at my house and we'd be sitting outside on the porch and it would, they would be on their phones texting. Okay, Jen, what do you say now? What I say to this, what I say to this, what I and that's, that is our lack of real communication skills around Mm -hmm. these things. We, we either try to cut them off the knee at the knees or we're way too sweet. Um, but that's what my specialty is, is helping women find, uh, that, that sweet spot in between where they're going to be heard and listened to and get way more of what they want because men will listen, but you also have to have an attentive audience. So a lot of us are trying to tell them stuff when they're not listening instead of waiting until that moment where they have an active audience. And then you lay a little truth on them in a fun way. (laughs) I love that so much. You could be like, have an app for texting. I would have, I would paid to have to uh, like you know we all have that great friend that you're like okay what do I say to this or here are the screen grabs that's and our business venture together just let's so do it know. I am okay. so down um I'm so down because here's the thing too is like if you don't have that skill set and for me I've always been a people pleaser and I also didn't know how to set boundaries mm-hmm. so just even you just saying that like that's why I'm kind of partially asking like how would you tell somebody like hey I'm gonna go back to dating I would be so terrified put me back to 30 year old me I wouldn't mm-hmm. even know I'd be I would be scared. And I think a lot of women would and, and most way. women are scared. Most women are. Yeah. Right? And I'll, I'll be honest with you. It's not my favorite thing to have would have if right. I had to have had That's to, if I had had to say it, it would have been it would have been challenging, but I would have said it. Right. And I think it's just giving women the encouragement and the words it's around it. When they have the words, they can look in a lot of my clients. That's what they do. I, I write something for them. They copy. They copy and paste it. 
Um, by the way, on dating apps, there's a lot of you have to repeat the same things over and over again. Right. I have I, I teach women the things to say and I have them put it in a notepad on their phone so that they can literally copy and paste and they don't have to recreate every single time and waste valuable mental energy. And it makes online dating a lot more fun. What do a you lot more fun. what's your response to send nudes? Because apparently that's a real one. And by the way, going back to what you said in response to that, one of my favorite things to tell people um, if they were unhappy or disagreed with me was, I'm sorry you feel that way. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sorry you feel that way. That is a good one to just have in your tool belt, ladies. Yeah, you can you can definitely use that one. I'm and 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 you can say something, I'm yeah, I see I see why you might feel that way. Um and, yeah. and, but an the thing is what I want to teach women. Yeah. Words, words are very, can be very powerful if you know how to execute them properly. Um, but not taking owning responsibility, uh, which I'm sorry, I feel, I, feel, I will tell you, I, I do feel like that one is owning a little bit of yeah. their experience. So I, I think I might lean towards, um, what was the one you said? I thought that was brilliant. I had never, I would have never thought to say that. Um, I, I think I just lost it. So let's try this one. Is it, it's, okay. it's unfortunate. Let's, yeah, it's it's unfo- it's unfortunate that you feel that way. We got to take ownership for our stuff, but not take ownership for other people's stuff unless we're actively doing something to um, make somebody do do something or feel a certain way. One of the reasons I cannot stand listening to other dating experts, and I and I get a lot of flack for this because. Um, I have other dating experts that want to come on my podcast all the time. Um, is I their their whole premise is trying is about making men feel a certain way. And my right. premise is, is you're coming from who you are and learning to interact with men in a different way. And yes, the consequences a lot of times it will make men, but the the in, the initial the objective or the intention at the beginning is not trying to make them feel out. Because once you try to yeah. make somebody feel a certain way, you've lost all your power. Oh, that is such good advice. Ain't that the, it's like manipulation and it is. And I don't get me wrong. I knew how to manipulate situations. I'm I'm really fascinated by your background. So I I love the villain, the so-called villain in you. Although I think um, I'm going to guess part of it was edited that way. Oh yeah. Uh, yes. To I, hate to, I don't blame the editing. It's like you said, I, I own up to like, Hey, I did say some really snarky things like mm-hmm. uh, in my interviews, but I I definitely had well, think of the world that you were put into as well yeah. is like they were um, like, I do I blame the opposite editing. of mantrage dating it was like you're dating a guy who's dating 25 other women what would that be <laughs> well um, what I want to ask you though I asked you this beforehand so I know the answer but I kind of want your your um, listeners to hear this what what's the success record for men bachelors Ooh, it's definitely a lot lower. There's only one bachelor that is still married to the woman that he chose. Now there's two that are married to the, the runner second, up. The runner up. Yep. And the success rate in bachelorettes is much, much higher. Yeah. And so that that's my premise. Is this actually although Okay, first off, I do have to say, um, as much as I love the entertainment value of the show, I I would never, ever, ever personally ever do the show because there's too many factors that um, make it extraordinarily difficult and not 100% authentic because they're they're trying to manipulate for ratings uh, Mm -hmm. to a certain degree. And which they Uh, put you in a situation. I can only imagine what the stress levels were around there. 
Oh, and it's crazy. And then you throw alcohol on it. Maybe. Oh my goodness. Yes. Not and eating they, enough, mm-hmm. not sleeping well. And then, and then the producer manipulation for sure. I mean, yes. you're, you're getting grilled and questioned and they're telling, and they're you- telling you that, that other people are saying other that that is, that's just, that's manipulation in its highest form. Yeah. I get it for TV ratings. A real mantraj dating experience where, you know, a, ma- a woman is dating um, multiple multiple men at the same time is much more powerful. Um, it's much it's much freer because you don't have the same the same cooker pressure that 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 kind of situation induces. And so it would make it like the fact that you made it through the season and the fact mm-hmm. that you won. <laughs> I think it's amazing and I'm insane. Like, I don't even know what I want. I got a yeah, lot. Yeah, that's why I was going to ask you what was the cost, though, of right. of the prize kind of thing. You know, for a while after a relationship ended, I really, really had a struggle, and I was kind of like, I regret doing the show. I had this like deep regret because my life was turned upside down. Everywhere I went, I was recognizable, and I didn't really think it through. <laughs> you don't. You don't really well, you realize. Don't. You're, like, you were young and um, I was 28. Yeah, I mean you're super young, and of course you didn't recognize it. I think now coming out of it on this side of it, there's actually quite a few things that that it it was meant for. It just wasn't meant for your romantic relationship at the time. Oh, ain't that the truth? And and you know it attracted. It, it really derailed my dating life for a while too because people saw this girl on The Bachelor who went skinny to Bing and was kind of wild and fun. And I was I honestly I did that because to me he was kind of boring and I wanted to shake it up. I was like, yeah, I need to see if this guy can have fun. He's so stiff. Otherwise, I'm out of here. I'm packing my bags. And and also that's 28-year-old me. Uh, but that's also and you were doing that in front of such a large audience, too. But I didn't realize it's like you kind of yeah. forget. But so when I started dating after the show, people kind of like uh sexualized me. And the kind of men that I had men reaching out of me to me, I had celebrities reaching. I mean, mm-hmm. but I felt like talking, going back to like hopping in the sack right away. You know, I think there was people that just wanted to try to hook up with a girl that was on The Bachelor, too. I mean, it was a really weird time coming off the show. And thankfully- I wish I would have been with you right after that after that oh. time, because we could have changed it into something a little different. But I think I wish you were with still- me for a long time ago, Jen. <laughs> But I think um, your results still in meeting your husband from everything that you've told me, uh, it it's still it's stacked up and it helped you because my really sh- crap. I'm, I'm, I keep forgetting to ask you, is it OK to cuss? on? Your yeah, absolutely. Okay. Oh, my God. I've, I've already thrown a couple of S-bombs, but yeah, my really shitty dating experiences actually made my mantraage dating experience so amazing. And mm-hmm. so I think that's also part of what your high velocity experiences have probably made I'm going to say I'm going to go further than probably likely made your experience with your husband so special I you know I it's really well said that you that you said that because I just like treat him like gold I think because everything I've been through and some of the douchebags I dated and Mm -hmm. there were some great guys in there and there were some lessons in there but I just like respect him so much and that's something I realized that I didn't have in a lot of my relationships um, also sleeping with somebody right away. If a guy wanted to sleep with me right away, I would lose respect for them too. I, and very much like a, a man's way of thinking. And I know that some guys do that. It happens. You sleep with a guy right away. You never hear from him again. Um, it does happen. I had that kind of like, oh, I just, I would kind of lose interest if that were the case. But anyway, going back to my husband, I just appreciate him so much is the simple answer. I just, 
I value him. I appreciate him. Like I just want to treat him the best that I possibly can every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and do you feel like he gives that to you as well? Because it se- it's seemingly so from what the things you've said. He really does. I just feel like so, I hate to say lucky, but um, going back to like early on in dating, I remember he right away, it was probably like two or three weeks into it. He texted me. He, he would text me every morning at the same time and mm-hmm. just like something nice to like brighten my day, which I had never had before. And he was consistent. And he said to me, you know, hey, I really like you a lot. Like I just, he didn't say, are you dating other people? I wish I had the text pulled up in front of me, but mm-hmm. basically like he wanted to know if I was with somebody or if I had a boyfriend, like he didn't really ever ask me those questions. And I just said, hey, I'm a free agent, you know? And he really, I think he wanted to be exclusive then. And from that point on, I wanted to be, but we didn't ever really had like- an That was like three weeks in? Yeah, it was about three weeks in. Three, Where did y'all meet again? In. I completely forgot. So um, I DM'd him on Instagram, actually. He had uh, seen me on the page because we both grew up in Phoenix. He knew that there mm-hmm. was a girl on The Bachelor, but he had been liking my photos for two years. And like I said, about a week before I met him, I was with my friend, my life coach, and I was like, crying. I was like, I think I'm starting to lose hope. And so I started like, I hated online dating. I I would go on, I would go off. I'd go on, I'd go off. And I was like, I'm going to look on Instagram. And so I just looked and I saw him and he looked familiar because he had been liking my photos for some time, clicked his page, looks like a nice, normal guy in Phoenix. And so I messaged him and I was like, have we met before? And he's like, I remember meeting you. We went out three (laughs) days later and it was like just instant. We just really... We connected on core values and family. He's very family oriented, which is like so attractive to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so anyway, enough about me. But going back to that like mantrage, uh, school of thought, it was just, I remember him. I'd never been with somebody who was like, you know, basically, I, you know, are you seeing other people? Because I like you so much that it's going to be really hard for me to move, move, on, move forward with you if you, if you're serious with somebody else. I, I like him. I and like then him I had, I then after a while, I did cut everybody else off. Okay. And then even once we were exclusive, I still had exes contacting me and some of the mantras of people that did not give up. They would not give up. And that was a hard one too. I don't know if you ever deal with that. Actually, we do. And that's actually one of the biggest fears with women is having to reject men and feeling like mm-hmm. they have to reject men all the time. And no, I'm not going to say it's the easiest thing in the world, but it's the least of your concerns if you want to have an incredible love life. Um, a lot of the men that I ended up rejecting, uh, I think because they'd never been treated by uh, by a woman like me the way you know we had so much fun together I respected them I appreciated them which is what men thrive in is your appreciation of them and uh, shortly after they uh, I think two in particular they both found the love of their lives like shortly after it, oh, it's almost like them right energy. Up. yeah <laughs> it's some kind of energy shift that happens because they they crave they crave that and then they believe that it's possible and it makes room for something else very special. So I found my man and they found their women. Well, isn't that a gift in itself? Mm-hmm. Well, gosh, Jen, we that covered so much. I would really love to have you come back on and be our resident uh, expert, dating expert. You really are. What you're doing is incredible. You do coaching. I do want to talk about that. I do. Yes, I do have clients. Um, I do have something that's called Secret Society. Uh, which we're currently on sabbatical. And so I'm offering a very special here soon, a very special opportunity to work with me on one, one-on-one uh, very shortly, but secret society will be resuming itself very, very, very soon. 
And that is an incredibly special opportunity because not only do you get to work with me one-on-one, but you get to work with a very small hand hand-picked group of women from around the world who are in the same situation as you. So you feel like you're not alone trying to figure this out because we all know that our friends may be awesome, but a lot of them have really crappy advice out there. And so you have your romantic fairy godmama and your wing women all in one place. Oh, so the secret um, society, where can people find that information on Instagram and your website? Yes, they can go for Secret Society. You can go to secretsocietyofadoredwomen.com. Um, you can also, my favorite place to send women right away is uh, Single Smart Female. Uh, my podcast, Single Smart Female, can be, you can find it on all the the podcast applications, Apple, Spotify. I don't even remember all of them these days. There's I know, so many. wherever, I always say, wherever you get your podcast. I listen wherever on, po- you yeah, get your podcast. on Apple so. Podcasts. And like I said, <laughs> I listen to you still. You have great tips for people once you find love and keeping love. And I would, I think we could do a whole episode on that. And I think we could do a whole episode on dating online profiles because that's tricky enough in itself. And I know you talk about that, that actually on- can be a lot of fun, but most women have no clue how much fun it can be because they're, they're, um, and that like is work. something I definitely, yeah, they feel like it doesn't work, but it actually does. It's a great place to meet men. Oh, that's inspiring. And, you know, I do feel in this day and age, it's, it's hard, but dating can be fun. And it I think really can be fun. I think it's shifting your mindset because I used to hate dating and I was like, I shifted my mindset to like, I'm going to made myself like, I'm going to go on two dates a week or three dates a week when I was doing online dating. And mm-hmm. I have some great stories, by the way. <laughs> we, we should, we, we definitely should get together again and then talk I about that love, because, I would because I'm sure to. your listeners would love to know some of your experiences that you had. <laughs> on the in between. Oh my gosh. I would love that, Jen. Seriously, at any time. And you have just been so lovely. Thank you for all of your, your, you're just a wealth of knowledge. And I hope everybody goes and listens to Single Smart Female with Jen Burton. And we will have you back soon. Where can everybody find you? What's your Instagram handle? Um, It's at Single Smart Female. Um, yeah, you definitely can find me there. I can't say that I'm the best social media presence ever, but definitely find me on, on my website. Um, that is havehimyourway.com. Oh, I love that. That's just sexy. You can, ladies, listen, you can have him your way. We will definitely have you back. Thank you so much. And thank you again for having me. So thank you to single smart female Jen Burton, your romantic fairy godmother. I wish I had her years ago. What a delight. I hope you enjoyed. Until next time, I'm your host, Courtney Robertson, and this has been After Reality. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.